Welcome to What She Said. I'm your host, Lucy Lucraft, a freelance journalist and blogger from London. Each week, I chat to awesome humans about their journey to where they are today, and we share lots of blogging tips and tricks too. You can hear the entire back catalogue, as well as new episodes wherever you listen to podcasts by searching for my name or searching What She Said, or you can go to my website, wonderboost.com. And if you want to come say hi online, I'm at Lucy Lucraft on Instagram or Twitter, or over at my blog, wonderboost.com. Enjoy the show. I know I have had a lot of fangirl moments, but this one is a massive one because this week I had a chit chat with one of the first bloggers that I ever followed, Anna Newton of the Anna Edit. I've been following Anna since way back when she was blogging and blogging under her old name, Viviana Does Makeup. She's a YouTuber, podcaster, blogger, and an all round awesome human. We chatted about how she managed her side hustle with a full time job when she knew it was the right time to quit and why she's taking things back to basics with her vlog. If you want a giant boost of inspiration, this is the episode for you. Hello, Anna. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. We were just having some fangirling offline. (laughs) We've already been chatting for about 15 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) So for anyone that doesn't know who you are, um, would you mind introducing yourself and telling us a little bit about your blogging journey so far? Yeah, um, I'm Anna. I'm 28 from Brighton. I feel like that's such like a blind date thing to do. <laughs> um, so I originally had a blog called Viviana Does Makeup, which I started, it gets a bit foggy with dates, but I'm pretty sure it was 2010. So I was a university student studying at the University of Nottingham to do a psychology degree, which is obviously completely random and not not particularly related to what I do now. And I sort of realized that in order to go further in psychology, I would have had to have done a master's or a PhD or kind of continued further education. And that just wasn't for me. My three years were enough. Um, And at the point, I was just like, oh, super into beauty. I've always loved makeup. And I'd like beg my dad to take me to Claire's Accessories so that I could buy blue eyeshadow at the weekend. So always loved makeup, always was super into it. Um, wouldn't mind if I got like accosted by a benefit counter girl to go and have like a full face of makeup done in boots. So I was like, yep, this is the dream. And I kind of just discovered, I can't even remember like whose blog it was first or sort of how I stumbled upon it, but I sort of just weirdly discovered this online beauty world. Um, people like Tanya Burr, Pixie Woo, Lollipop 26, as she was then, um Zoe Zoella I found her blog and I sort of found all these blogs found all these YouTube channels and just thought you know what what the hell like I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do it so I set myself up on blogspot back in I think March 2010 and then September 2010 started doing YouTube videos um and basically the the rest is kind of history I I blogged and took videos quite consistently for maybe the rest of uni the next couple of years and then I graduated and I worked in a call centre for two weeks. I was like, I just need to have a job out of uni. So I worked in a call centre, lasted two weeks and managed to get myself a internship for a beauty PR in London and basically like commuted um, between Brighton and London and sort of did the internship thing for six months. Six months, I mean, that's insane. I was very lucky to have parents sort of help me out there, but I definitely owed them a lot back. But I <laughs> and managed to get a job out of that, actually. And all this time I'm doing my blog on the side and it was sort of helping me get these jobs because it could prove that I had a passion for the industry. You know, I enjoyed writing, I enjoyed creating things. And then, yeah, eventually it got to the point where my blog 
I was getting a couple of sponsored pieces of work. Um, advertising was coming in. It was making me money every month, but it definitely wasn't making me any anywhere near an amount to live off of, especially mm-hmm. by that time I had moved to London um, and, you know, paying a ridiculous amount of money for like a postage stamp. as you do um and so yeah it kind of came to a point where I'd managed to get a job that would let me work part-time so I could work part-time for them three days a week and then two days a week on my blog and after my six month introductory period they basically said you need to do full-time or not at all and I was, oh, I, I cried down the phone to anyone who would listen. I did not know what to do. There was no end. I wasn't making anywhere near enough to live off of at that point. But I just kind of took the jump. I took the risk. Mm. It was Christmas. You know, why not get the festive spirit out? And so <laughs> I left my job. And I was very lucky to have um, my husband now, but my boyfriend at the time, um, sort of help me out financially. And we just, we lived very frugally for a good couple of years there. Mm. And then, yeah, that was about five years ago now, five, six years ago. And I've done it full time ever since. And I've been very lucky with it. It's sort of gone from strength to strength. I no longer have to live off of baked beans every, every <laughs> And yeah, over the years, I've worked with amazing brands and amazing friends and feel very, very lucky to call this my job. So going back to the beginning and well, not completely to the beginning, but to the point where you were probably at critical mass where you're working full time. Yes. You're blogging full time. You're vlogging full time. Cause you used to put out a, a huge amount of content, Ooh. like a blog, a, a blog post a day and a blog, a weekly vlog and yeah. still be working full time. Right. Yeah. What were the, what were the kind of biggest I always call them the growth game changers, which is a bit of a, I don't know, it's a bit of a gross way of saying, you know, like, what, what were the things that helped, that pushed you along? It was, I was still working full time and it must have been maybe two or three years into blogging. And I just said, okay, New Year's resolution, I'm going to blog every single day, every single day, like Monday to, Monday to Sunday, every single day, a new post is going to go up. And I actually did that for about two or three years. Mm. Um, there was a point where I was putting up 10 blog posts a week and two or three videos a week. I think it was three videos a week and 10 blog posts a week, which is kind of nuts. There's no way that with the way that I blog now, hopefully at the slightly higher quality that I blog now, um, I just I couldn't keep that going. Um, but that was the moment where everything sort of, clicked and yeah you know I was I was able to make more of a living out of it and my readership was going up my viewership was going up and so it is that age old you know you have to put content out there for people to consume or else there's nothing to consume and your growth is going to so yeah that that news resolution was was one I definitely kept to for a couple of years and I'm really pleased I did that if I hadn't done that would it have ever even grown to the point where I could have gone part-time at work I'm I'm not sure so yeah, seven, seven days a week blog post. <laughs> That's pretty epic. I don't think I've ever, ever, ever in my whole blogging life done that. But it's really good to hear somebody like you at the position you're in now say it, that was like a two year process. You know, you have you haven't just been doing this for a, a year, eighteen months. You did two years of really hard slog while you were earning money somewhere else, and you were doing all of this pretty much for. I suppose you were earning money, but like you say, not enough to live off. Oh, it was maybe sixty pounds a month. You know, my Google AdSense would come in and used to get it on a check. 
and oh my god to the bank and cash in at this 60 pound check <laughs> and it was like, day of my life I was like this is amazing this is unreal I can't believe I've earned 60 pound through doing something that I love through uploading you know uploading YouTube videos it was insane what what do you think because I I get the impression that um your YouTube presence having that simultaneously with your blog meant a real shortcut for people to get to know you because although yeah. you especially in the earlier days you were talking mostly about beauty before you started bringing in kind of lifestyle things you really get a sense of your personality quite quickly and because you're such a you get I think most people m- my husband has followed along <laughs> with me and he's like, oh, I love Anna. She's so nice. <laughs> Tell him thank you. Tell him I said <laughs> do, do you think that played a big part in your success because people just were able to get to know you through I, your videos? Yeah, I think, I mean, I was going to say it's a triple threat thing, isn't it? It's kind of Instagram, YouTube, mm. but it's sort of not anymore. There's, you know... Quadruple threat, like there's so many platforms to sort of spread yourself on. But that's what I've always enjoyed doing is sort of make you know, you can you can write and I really enjoy writing. Um I, I love that, but you're right, you get a real sense of someone's personality, who they are, you know, even their accent, it's strange. Sometimes you might see someone's video and you're like, Oh my god, did not expect them to sound like that, you know. <laughs> more of a well-rounded picture of that person and so personally I, I always encourage bloggers to make YouTube videos if, if they have an itch that they need to scratch for it it's not yeah. for everyone um it's you know a completely different ball game to blogging but I do think it is nice to have to have that and yeah it's quite it's quite interactive as well I feel like the comments that I get on there are kind of interesting and different to ones I get on my blog you know people just people just get to know you and I I really enjoyed that that was a real moments sort of when I started making YouTube videos I remember I think my first ever video was a Sephora haul that included three items and I was just <laughs> opening of my three items and then I got a hundred um a hundred like YouTube subscribers overnight which was insane and I made a video the next day to say thank you <laughs> my hundred my hundred like um, viewers I'm so happy <laughs> It, it's a really nice community over there and I, I love making YouTube videos. I get very excited whenever I put one out because it's the same, there's familiar faces in the comments. It's it's the same people commenting and then new people will come along and will say like, oh, I've watched your videos from like six years ago. I'm like, oh, please, please don't watch them. <laughs> please. Um, but yeah, it's, it is nice to have that well-rounded picture of someone. I enjoy it as a viewer. I yeah. enjoy reading watching their videos watching vlogs like I love watching vlogs just getting to know people and their lifestyles and what they get up to and what they're eating what they're wearing um so it is yeah it's, it's not I find that really nice as a viewer too I think that's where Instagram stories as well has really come into its own probably more than Snapchat because people can look at your Instagram your beautiful Instagram picture but then also they can get a sense of who you are through Instagram stories and I personally have found it a bit of a game changer for me because I just could never do YouTube but Instagram stories I can do I love it It, it's quick it's snappy it's easy I was was gonna say actually like Instagram stories out of all the platforms right now is my favorite um because it's it's so easy to do you know you're not thinking about it you're not like oh I really should oh I really should Instagram story that kind of thing it's just a very 
natural extension of what we do and what we're sharing. It's almost like a WhatsApp with your friends. Yeah. It's it's very casual. And I love that. I I think for some people's Instagrams who I'd be like, oh, they're cool. And I, I follow it and I might engage with it a bit, but I'm not crazy into it. But actually... Your Instagram stories, you get to know them as person. You get to know, like you said, the behind the scenes of the photo. And it's a whole different thing. And I find myself engaging so much more on Instagram, not even just in DMs with other bloggers or readers, but also commenting more on the pictures, liking the pictures more. It's a whole community over there. And I am so for it. Yeah, me too. Instagram is my happy place, 100%. I just, there's never any, well, for me anyway, there's never really any negativity there. Um, In terms of other platforms that have helped you grow your blog, has there been anything, because the listeners of this podcast just love a good tip or a trick that they can put into action. Um, Has there been anything where you kind of hit on it and we're like, oh my God, this is amazing. How did someone not tell me this before? <laughs> okay, <laughs> I would say it probably hasn't necessarily come from any other platform. It's not like, oh, my, my Twitter pushes people to my YouTube videos or anything mm-hmm. like that. I say it comes from the platform itself. Um, YouTube is a very, it's very, you're very easily discoverable on YouTube, whereas your blog, you know, people would have had to have, I don't know, searched for something and found an article that you've put up or someone on another bloggers put you on their blog roll giving you a shout out or something like that youtube you know think how often you click a video down the sidebar of someone that you don't know but maybe you just see a really nice thumbnail or see a title and you're like oh that's interesting um and i think for me on youtube the thing that was the game changer was vlogging and although i don't do it um as much these days and i don't i've never done it I think I did it weekly for a while and sort of did a weekly vlog. I've never done it daily. Like I hands hands up to the uh, to the people who do it daily. That that is very intense, a whole different ball game. Yeah. But I think vlogging allowed me to create um, content quite easily. It wasn't a video that I particularly had to think about too much. I didn't have to sit down, source products, and you know, source outfits or anything like that. It was very easy, very simple to do easy to edit as well you know you're just putting things in chronological order and doing a bit of cutting um so it's quite an easy video to make so it sort of bumped up my the amount of content that I could put out but it was also content that people really enjoyed and I feel mm-hmm. like the years that I was doing the weekly vlogs or blogging a little bit more were the years that I probably grew the most um because yeah people were just people like vlogs we're, we're nosy as human beings yeah love seeing what pe- other people are getting up to we love seeing the behind the scenes. We love the mundane. Like yeah, even if someone is like, you know what, this method anti-back cleaner is the best. <laughs> I'd be like, <laughs> I a sprinkle of glitter vlog the other day and she was going on about a mop. And I was like, oh, I think I need, <laughs> I really do. And I think that there's that kind of voyeurism through the, through the keyhole kind of thing that we all really enjoy. And so I'd say if you're struggling on YouTube, you're putting stuff out and you're not, you know, you're struggling to find people to watch it maybe just turn your hand to vlogging it's it's very popular on the platform it always goes down really well the feedback is great the energy is great that you get back and yeah they're just always very popular videos I found so that's that's my tip give vlogging a go okay give vlogging a chance guys (laughs) and there's actually loads and loads of different um much easier ways to do things I think now than there used to be there's an app for everything so you can you can edit in your phone and make it super simple 
you don't need a crazy camera. You don't need a big tripod. You don't need lighting. You don't need a big setup. You just need one of these vlogging cameras that, I mean, the ones that have the little flippy screens mm. are very handy. My screen fell off of mine the other day. Oh, wow. <laughs> so much. Um, but those, those are really handy. They don't have to be the most expensive one in the world. People vlog off of their phone. It's, mm. it's not about the quality. It's just about the person. And I think that's really nice. What would your best tips for vlogging be in terms of putting together? Because actually, even though you're being very humble about it and saying, you know, it is easy, you're just filming yourself. Actually, I've definitely looked at somebody's video and thought, my God, yeah, that did they come up with that in a storyboard? Or I don't know, like, I don't know if I would look at the scenes that they've pulled together in the same way in my day, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. I think the key of vlogging, and this is a tip that I've completely nicked off of Helen Anderson, um, (laughs) because she's amazing at vlogging. She's like the queen of vlogging. And I was like, Helen, how do you do it? And she was like, I sit there at the beginning of the day and kind of think of the main event that I can kind of hook this vlog off kind of thing. So if I'm like, oh, my God, my day is so boring. I've got nothing to do today aside from answer emails and cook dinner. I'm like, oh. I'll show my makeup routine in the morning and that can kind of be the beefy bit of the vlog almost. Mm -hmm. Like you can get 20 minutes of footage out of the day just through having a chat about what's going on and kind of doing a dinner. And so I think if you've got that main sort of hook that is interesting, makes it different to the other vlogs that you've put out, maybe it's showing a makeup routine, showing your skincare, showing what you bought at the supermarket that day, just like having a slight topic, a slight theme around it, I think is a really nice idea. And Lily always says, Lily's a big fan of this. Lily says, it's all about the B footage. (laughs) (laughs) From A to B, it's like, how have you done that? Instead of, sometimes when I vlog, I feel like I'm saying, and now I'm doing this. And now I've, oh, I've just done that. Um, And it sort of doesn't string together too well. She's really good at being like, okay, one minute I'm at my, my flat, the next minute I'm, you know, in the centre of London, like, how have I got there? How can I make that journey interesting? Are there some, like, B, B-roll kind of shots that I could put some music to? Um, and I think it's just, it's about finding your style. I mean, we're not all Casey Neistat, and that's okay. <laughs> he storyboard some of his vlogs. Like, he probably has a bit more of a grand idea about them. Yeah, finding, yeah like, finding what feels comfortable to you and how, however it is that you enjoy putting them together. Another thing I really wanted to ask you was about sponsored content because on across all of your platforms, you obviously do some really incredible sponsored content. You have a lot of really cool opportunities like going away on press trips and also um, trying out different beauty products, et cetera, et cetera. How do you, because I think you do this in a really non-icky way. I don't, I don't ever feel like, maybe it's because I've followed yeah. you for a really long time, but I think it's I think it's more about how you approach it. It never really feels like, oh, another sponsored post, you know, another hashtag ad or whatever. Yeah. Do you have a I... bit of a sorry, go on. No, 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 go go through go ahead with your question. No. <laughs> well I'm asking you a question, then you're answering it and I'm I'm then interrupting you. <laughs> no, you mustn't answer this. I'm gonna keep talking. <laughs> I think when it comes to sponsored content, um, I'm really lucky that I have amazing managers. Um, I work with the girls at Gleam, um, and I've worked with them for the last 
five years, I think it is now. Um, so we've worked together for a really long time. And before they even come at me with something, they will pretty much know what I'm going to say. I'm very predictable with these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's always a gut feeling. It's, you know, they will say a brand. I don't want to know money. I'm not interested in that. They'll say a brand name. And for me, it's very, it's just very easy. It's very easy to know if it's a yes or a no answer. I like instantly have a gut feeling. Yeah. The other day there was something fabric softener and I, and I was like, but is it, I can't remember what fabric softener it is, but I use now, I think I use comfort. I was like, if it's the comfort honeysuckle one, I am very into it because <laughs> my favorite fabric softener. I've been using it for years and I love it. So for me, if I've, if it's a brand that I love and I use, it's instantly a yes. Or if it's an app or something that I'm like, oh, I haven't tried that. I want to try it. It's all about trying the product, like genuinely having a passion for the brand. And so, and then also what it happens with briefs a lot as well in terms of the brief will come along. And I love working with brands who are just super cool in terms of you do whatever it is that you want to do. You know know your audience best. You've been creating content for years. And the bourgeois video that I put up yesterday was literally like, we've got these lipsticks. Do you like them? Yes, I do. Can you talk about them in a video? Great. I could have made whatever video I wanted. And that is so nice to be able to work in that collaborative way with brands. And so it is only brands I genuinely use, I genuinely have a passion, a passion for. And I mean, that, that comes after working and doing sponsored content for a long time. I said no to a lot of jobs. Um, And I think now I'm really lucky to be in a place where I'm working with brands. I could never have even dreamt that I would work with. Um, But I think that comes through being as authentic as you can with it and also saying, saying no a lot of the time. Um, before you even know budget, I'm like, no, that's not my fabric softener that I like. So, <laughs> so it, it can't. Um, so yeah, it's a very, very much a gut reaction. That's a, that's really interesting that you almost put aside the money because I think sometimes that can be, that can really mess with your inner voice, oh, I suppose. Absolutely, definitely. But it's not, it's it's just, it's not about that. And you know, even if there's content that you're like not 100% happy with, if you're not 100% happy with with a photo that someone's taken, and you're like, oh God, I really don't want that photo. You know, I don't want to put that on Instagram or something. It's just not nice to put up content that you're not 100% happy about. And so I feel exactly the same way, whether something is sponsored, non-sponsored, whatever. I'm like, if I've got an icky feeling, I love that word, icky, can use that. <laughs> about it I'm not going to feel great about putting this live and pressing on it it's not and then the chances are people will know that people will be like oh this is weird for you you can't do this and so it all just is a vicious circle so I'm very much like instantly yes or no and if it's a no I I don't want to hear anything else about it we're we're done (laughs) (laughs) has it always been that way from the start have you always felt like you really knew yourself your own brand and your your values etc I'd like to think so and um, this is where Mark my husband gets really mad at me because he's like you're so decisive he is terribly indecisive <laughs> give him a choice between like an apple and a pear and he's like I don't know I'm gonna have to have both <laughs> why I'm quite like a yes I'm a very all or nothing Lily always says as well I'm very all or nothing I'm either eating 100% healthy or I'm eating Oreos for breakfast <laughs> <laughs> and I, I do I, I hope I hopefully am well I'm sure I'm pretty sure I am 
the same when it comes to sponsored work like yeah it's always been just it is just it's trusting your gut mm-hmm. you know sometimes your gut gets it wrong but I am very down for the gut reaction when it comes to sponsored content and basically have been since the beginning and then yeah my my percentages of turn down work are, are rather high but I'm okay with that I'm really happy with the brands I get to work with now yeah. over the moon seriously I think that's a really good lesson um trusting your own your own gut but it's hard sometimes because there's a lot of noise out there telling you what you should and shouldn't be doing and that's something we talk about on the podcast a lot um have there been any stumbling blocks for you in terms of growing your blog was there ever a time when you I don't know got lost in the noise or felt lost with your direction when I was probably up 10 blog posts a week that is so much mm. to put up I can pretty much guarantee that out of the 10 like seven were absolute dog poop um <laughs> they were so snappy it was literally one photo 200 words boom done yeah. kind of thing um, and so I feel like when you're putting out so much content and it you know it, it's just me making the content there was probably yeah I probably lost my direction a little bit there because I was just so focused on the quality mm. rather than the quantity and then I feel like three years ago, I rebranded into the Anna Edit, or maybe it was about two and a half years ago now, I rebranded to the Anna Edit. And I just, ever since that point, have felt so happy with what I'm putting up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've got older, I've done it, I've done it for quite a while now. I feel like I know myself in the industry, I sort of know what my niche is, you know, the weird Virgos who like organisation and wearing black. <laughs> I've got that down. <laughs> That's me. Yeah, <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I feel like it's just something that's come come over time, really, and I've sort of sort of learned. And there's always things that you're going to do that. I mean, in my old vlogs, I'm pretty sure I showed my family and I showed my sister. Mm. And I definitely feel in recent years, I've kind of clawed back a bit of that privacy. In the you know, I'm more than happy to like share me, my life, my home. Like Mark gets in on the action, that's great. Um, but I've I now kind of know where the line is when it comes to privacy with family and friends. I'm pretty sure people who would watch, you know, a vlog that I would make now would be like, oh my God, this girl has no friends. <laughs> um, but it's, it's honestly, because they're not internet people. Mm. Um, you know, they're very supportive and they're very interested in what I do, but they don't want to be vlogged at dinner. You know, okay. they don't want me vlogging in homes. Not that anyone's even ever said that, but I just wouldn't feel comfortable with it. So I feel like the learning curve for me after I've had this kind of content learning curve and like learning what my niche is has been about privacy and working out what I'm comfortable sharing what I'm not comfortable sharing and sort of drawing the line which to be honest is forever changing yeah um when I moved in here I was like oh, I just I felt very strange about sharing um interior stuff I don't know why like it was just very new and yeah I just felt very odd about that and now I'm like come see my bathroom guys <laughs> <laughs> you know? I haven't seen my bathroom before, you know, come look at this awful wallpaper. Um, and so I feel like, yeah, it's kind of a constantly changing thing, constantly evolving. And, you know, previously I would have shown my family and now I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to show my family in the vlog. Whereas now I'm more than happy to share my interiors. So it's always evolving, forever changing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that, I feel like that's that's a really interesting topic I think privacy privacy and blogging yeah Yeah, funnily enough I was just recording a podcast with um, Beverly from Pack Your Passport and we were talking about this exact topic Um, because she said because both of us are quite 
I don't know if you call us oversharers, but we definitely have in our niche the kind of vulnerable post. Um, yeah. And we both share, you know, things that maybe feel a bit icky. Um, I talked about jealousy once and how I'm jealous of all these people. You know, like I'm a real, I'm quite, I'm very honest. But <laughs> thank you. But I have my limits. And she was saying, yeah she is very private with her family and she will never be going home and filming, you know, showing pictures of her family or pictures of her nieces or even talking about where she's from. Um, that's just her line. And, and I'm kind of the same. I've got a little girl and I do share a lot of her online. Um, but I don't, I don't really talk about, I talk about my husband, but I think my relationship is, is the line for me yeah I think it's so interesting it's so different Mm. for everyone and that's why when you when you get onto the topic of privacy like it's something that always comes up when I'm around other bloggers because obviously you know you're interested you're like well why is your line there like I'm interested I'm interested as to why that that is that way yeah it's something always comes up that we always talk about um because in this online world that is forever growing it's you know there's always new platforms to share and I feel like I've shared I shared my life with, with with my viewers, but in a way that has felt very comfortable to me. You know, things like getting married. I was like, oh, I really don't want to go down like a massive wedding mm. content thing. Not my bag. So I was like, oh, I'm getting married tomorrow. Wait. <laughs> and that that is what felt right in that situation. And I guess it's always new things that are coming up in life that you sort of have to have that moment. You have to look at your, your compass and look at where your line is and work out is this something I'm willing to share. Yeah. And yeah, it's, I'm fascinated by the topic. Yeah, I would love to like sit down with family vloggers and be like, you know, do you feel comfortable with this? Like where your line is? I honestly think it's fascinating. Yeah, I, I do too. I think it's really interesting. And there was someone that was on the podcast, Charlotte from Taylor Hearts Travel in the first series. And she is a family travel blogger, but she, ha- and she has two little ones, but she never shows their face. So all of her pictures are really creative and it's always the back of their head or certain angles but she just will I've never seen them you never see their face it's very interesting Mm. if there were ever little Anna edits to pop up one day I've got no idea I feel like I'd need to call like a town hall meeting. (laughs) (laughs) I do not know what to do it's very new territory um yes it's it's an interesting one um going back to um vlogging and your kind of YouTube channel evolving and probably going from Viviana to the Anna edit um what was that big rebrand like and and how did you because I feel like when that happened there was quite a lot of things shifting in your it didn't feel very strange in a way because I felt like the groundwork of your content had changed had been changing and evolving for quite a long time. So for people like me that have followed you for a really long time, it was like, okay, it's just a different name. It's your name. That's fine. Yeah. And that's really funny you say that because that was kind of the overriding general reaction was like, yeah, of course, this makes so much sense to you, girl. You should have done this months ago, (laughs) (laughs) which was so nice. Um, So the story behind that was I, I mean, Viviana does makeup, you know, I wasn't necessarily, I got to the point where, I just wasn't as crazy about makeup as I once was, which is a completely normal mm. thing. You know, it had been about five, six years since I started my blog and, you know, I'd gone from being 
a fake tan obsessed uni student to not so fake tan obsessed. <laughs> Living back in Brighton at the time, so a lot had changed, and you know I wasn't sitting outside Mac on the first Thursday of every month waiting for their new launch to come out anymore. <laughs> so I kind of knew that at one point I wanted to ditch the the does makeup mm. and also just go because I was constantly being called Viviana and yes. like the poor post did not have a clue what to do you know things would become things would arrive addressed to Viviana and I'd have to explain that it was me and that I didn't have identification <laughs> it was all just <laughs> really I changed it just you know so I could finally get my passes at the post um and so I kind of always it was always on the back burner but I just couldn't find the name um, Anna Gardner, which is my previous name, was just sort of taken on everything. Anna Newton, I think, was available, but we weren't married yet. And I was like, well, it's very like, <laughs> kind of, you want to buy like AnnaNewton.com? And I think she was a wedding photographer anyway. <laughs> I couldn't go down the, the normal, you know, have your blog as your name yeah. kind of thing. I don't have a name, so I couldn't use that. Um, and so when I don't even know what it was, but I just stumbled across the Anna edit and it was available across everything and that was back in the December so I bought it all I bought everything I like got the accounts and you know spoke to my managers who were really kind at getting in contact with people from like Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and all these people to kind of do the shift but it actually took back in December it actually took until um the last or August bank holiday the following year to have done everything to have um, created the new blog to design the new blog, so, you know, to be at a point where I could literally pre- like press publish mm. on it all. So actually, over that eight months period, I'd sort of been able to do in my head. I'd almost like made the shift yeah. already, and so I started creating content that I would that I knew I would be making. You know, with, under this new like the Anna Edit type thing, and so I sort of did that shift already. And I think putting that groundwork in meant that when I did the name change people I mean like you said thank you so much people were just like yeah of course this makes so much sense it's like we'd all we'd all almost like grown out of it without being like rude to it but we'd almost like grown out of it a bit and it was just like shedding a shedding a skin going to into a new one and I was pooping my pants. were you yeah I was so I'd never done anything like that before and it was just a really, I didn't want people to do that. Oh, like you've changed. Line, <laughs> which is the worst line. Cause I'm like, yeah, of course we have, you know, grown yeah. up like eight years. <laughs> it's fine. Um, so yeah, I, I always find that like a bit of a kick in the teeth, but luckily everyone was so supportive, so nice across the board. Um, like record numbers of traffic on the website. And sort of ever since then, I've just felt so much more comfortable with where where my blog is at where my content is at where my videos are at and yeah I'm really pleased I did that but there was so much I'm really lucky to have a a lovely designer who puts up with me um but yeah I was in I think I was on like a city break in Stockholm sitting there recategorizing two and a half thousand blog posts god Um, yeah there was a lot of (laughs) a lot of back-end stuff to do there for sure Oh, it's so stressful. I'm thinking of doing the same thing myself and not call myself the Anna edit, but. (laughs) Um, You should like, it's one of those things I wish that I'd done Mm. sooner. The longer you leave it, the more blog posts you have to like move over and recategorize. Also, you just feel, you just feel happier. You just feel like in a 
because you're finally like where you're at yeah, with it. I think I'm going to do it. Right. That'll be my, my task for the next eight months. Um, yeah. <laughs> luckily I don't have as many blog posts as you, so it shouldn't be too painful. <laughs> when it comes to, um, YouTube, I am always insanely impressed by video content that anybody creates, but especially, so you and Lily Pebbles, are so creative and so slick (laughs) I just don't I don't even understand how you do these things and I've tried to edit in YouTube and I found it really really difficult how was there a big learning curve when you were doing it because I know I suppose at the beginning you're just literally sat down talking to camera so in terms of editing it's it's probably not as labor intensive as when you're vlogging or creating travel content um how where do you because I know also that you you know you love writing as well is there somewhere that you feel most comfortable do you feel super comfortable with it or has it been a huge learning curve for you so I'm I'm not someone Lily always says she's like I'm so surprised that you do what we do because I'm someone who's like I'm like a class clown I enjoy in, in like social situations I enjoy like making people laugh and that kind of thing. But I'm not crazy outgoing. I'm not a huge sharer. I hate having my phone. <laughs> I hate listening to my own voice back in video. She's like, there's so much of this that is so not you. And so it is, it's still, even now, even eight years later, I still sweat profusely whenever I film a YouTube video. It's still something that I feel obviously much more comfortable with now, but it is still something that I wouldn't say it particularly comes naturally to me. And back in the day, when I first started making YouTube videos, I actually didn't know how to edit at all. And so you'll see in these videos, you see me turning the camera on at the beginning. And then I talk constantly with no cuts because um, I didn't know how to edit. So if I screwed it up, I had to turn the camera off, restart, and then start from oh the beginning. Um, and then you'll see me at the end of the video, I turn the camera off. Like it, it was literally... I'd sit there, turn the camera on, do it, no cuts, turn it off. And it was quite funny. I, would, I wouldn't I would do it when any of my housemates were in the house either because I was very freaked out yeah. by the whole thing. And so they'd have to, you know, and I lived in the house with a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> they were all out. I would sit there and spend hours sort of filming and refilming these videos. So at the beginning, I, I literally had no editing skills. Um, I don't even think I had editing software on my laptop anyway. Um, it wasn't until... I think after maybe about a year or two that I got myself a Mac, which had um, iMovie on. And then I sort of had to learn the basics of iMovie. And in that time, you'll know there's a, t- you'll see there's a title card in every single <laughs> video, just to prove. Just like a little like, hey, look at me. I know how to put like a little on the beginning of every video. It's completely unnecessary. You've already seen the YouTube title, um, but I did so it's all been, it's all been self-learned. I actually find YouTube itself is so handy for learning how to do things. If ever there's something I don't know how to do, there is a yeah, YouTube video true. on it for sure. It's great. Um, I've now graduated to Final Cut Pro, wow. um, which is it's basically the same as iMovie. It really is. There's not, there's not that much more fancy things I feel that I do. And I did go through a phase of trying to produce really high quality, highly edited, very slick videos. I'd boss Mark around at the weekend and make him use this like shoulder camera mount thing <laughs> to like take a look. 
boss him around be like no get lower on the floor if you could lay on the floor that'd be great (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I'm at the point and I feel like you two actually as a whole is at this point but almost we went Mm. too far with that very highly produced slick polished content and now the the videos I really enjoy I'm super into Alana Davison at the moment I love her stuff She's one of the first people that when she puts up a video, I'm like, yeah, add into my watch later list straight away. And her videos are basically all filmed on a vlog camera and are just very relaxed, chatty, her sitting down, moving around, vlogging. You know, she's talking about something in her wardrobe. She's standing at her wardrobe and there's no lighting. There's none of that. And so I feel like in the last maybe six months to a year, I've sort of tried to do the same thing because that's the content that Mm. I enjoy watching. So a lot of my content now is just filmed on my vlog camera. I filmed a February favorites today and just sort of moved around and I didn't even have a proper tripod. Wow. It was all very, not very homegrown again. I'm really, really enjoying putting out content that I enjoy watching yeah. myself and just feels very, just feels very natural and not too kind of, not necessarily over the top, but just like chatting with yeah. your mate kind of thing. Which I think is the whole thing yeah. about YouTube. That's why... That's why we all loved it in the first place is because yeah, you feel like you're just exactly. chatting with your mate. Exactly. I'm really enjoying this whole kind of 180 on it. And yeah, just doing more sort of relaxed yeah. videos. It's lovely. Um, I had a question then I completely forgot it, which will make this editing. Oh, yes, that's what it is. So you and Lily have yeah. a podcast. Which yes, awesome. So when, so I remember you talking about because I I love your beauty chat videos so much. And when oh. you stopped them in the format that they were, I was like, I was devastated. Um, <laughs> but I remember you talking about the exciting projects that you had coming up and then you did beauty chat lives and, and the podcast, obviously. So where did that come about? Where did that idea come from? Well, we've, we've been working on the idea of a podcast for, I mean, I think it was a year or 18 months. And we're very lucky that Gleam themselves sort of have podcast people that are there. So if you, you know, it's not impossible to do and it's, it's quite easy to source the equipment that you need and, you know, the back end sort of stuff of uploading to iTunes and all of that. So we've been chatting and originally the idea was around more of a work related mm-hmm. one. Um, we still got the name kind of under apps. We're like, just in case yeah, we ever decide to do something. <laughs> um, yeah, it was sort of a, a work-related one, and it was going to be in a studio, and we'd have guests in. And we did a lot of practices on our managers, on our friends. Um, Carrie from Wish, Wish, Wish was kind enough um, to be one of our practice runs. And we sort of practiced with a couple of people, and that just in that format, it didn't feel mm. right. And so we sort of stumbled across this at-home-with idea that, Number one, me and Lily are super nosy. And so the idea of like getting to go around Lisa Eldridge's home, <laughs> yes, please, <laughs> sign me up. And so, I mean, that was great. We're lucky that through the years of working in the beauty industry, we had quite good contacts. And so we're able to get like an amazing list of guests for our first season. Like we couldn't believe it. Um, and it was just, it was fun to work on a project together that wasn't YouTube and just to sort of expand it a little bit. I personally love listening to podcasts. So I was so like, yep, I want to dip my toe in this water. Because when you drink from it, you're like, yeah, I want to I want to kind yeah. of jump in as well. So it was so fun. We have put together a list of possible guests 
dream guests. There's definitely some crazy ones on there, but we're aiming high. We'll, we'll see what we get for season two. We're hoping kind of early summer we will do a season two. And yeah, because Lily's obviously yeah. got her books at the moment. She's a book baby. And it's 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 time consuming yeah, as, yeah. as you well know. Yeah. The long old long old slog this podcasting yeah. thing. It looks very easy, the end the end product. You're like, oh sure, I can sit around with my mates and record something and you know, shove it online, that's fine. But there is actually quite a lot of work that goes into it and we, we recorded the last one like literally the week that I was getting married. Oh my goodness. Um I was like traipsing up to London and you know recording a podcast and getting my nails done <laughs> at the same time for the multitasking and just getting three people you know me Lily mm. and the guest and our sound person in the same place at the same time is is quite a quite a tricky task um but we're really 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 looking forward to cracking on with season two who knows maybe maybe it's more of a yearly thing for us which seems crazy for all those people who put like a weekly podcast out there I'm like that is dedication <laughs> serious dedication um but yeah I love podcasts at the moment so yeah it's just really really nice to sort of throw one into the yeah I love well. your podcast because it's in the same ilk of things that I also love I love nosy anything kind of voy- voyeuristic yeah. that sounds a bit perverted but <laughs> anything where I can like have a nose around people's I don't know, like their their real life. I love Sally Hughes in the bathroom series, so I knew I would love it. And the episode that I really liked was Jo Elvin. <gasps> she was probably my favourite. And also she's just the coolest, coolest lady. That one, because that was our first ever one that we recorded. So we basically recorded them in the order that you would listen to them, that we uploaded them. Um, but that was our first ever one and we were pooping our pants because we'd never met her before. Um, our manager is quite close with her and she's like, oh my God, she's amazing. I'm going to love her. And so we met her and honestly, I, yeah, just fell in love with the woman. I was like, I need this woman in my life in some way. And it's really nice. Like ever since we like each other's Instagrams and sometimes like Instagram DM each other and she's such a nice woman we left the house <laughs> me Lily our producer and our sound guy who I think we'd possibly just met that day all did a group hug we were like, <laughs> and we like jumped up and down on the spot I hope it was so that Joe didn't see um but yeah, we actually like hugged 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 our you know just hugged and jumped up and down and it was such an amazing moment so yeah that one will always have a special place in my heart too Oh, that's amazing. I'm going to let you get on with your afternoon, but thank you so, so much for being part of the podcast. It's been an absolute treat getting to chat to you. Anytime. Where can everybody find you online? You can find me at my blog, which is theannaedit.com. And then I, I basically, I'm quite lucky, actually. I'm just the same on everything. The Anna Edit. <laughs> You'll find me on everything except for Snapchat, because um, I only go on that to see if Kylie Jenner has posted anything. So, find me everywhere except there. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you, Bye. Thanks for listening to what she said. I really appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed the episode, and if you did, please think about leaving me a five-star rating and a review if you have time. This really helps other people find the podcast and means that Apple don't hide me in their vaults. 
If you fancy joining my small but perfectly formed bunch of podcast fans for chit chat on Facebook, head to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash what she said podcast and come and join us. Yeah.